Do you ever feel like your needs aren't met? Now, on one hand, you feel quietly resentful. On the other hand, it feels like asking for your needs to be met or perish the thought actually getting your needs met. Well, somehow that brings on a sense of feeling bad or guilty. You probably need to have a conversation, but ugh, the thought of that just feels yak. You know, it's probably pointless anyway. Best struggle on and quietly seethe. And by the way, feel kind of bad about quietly seething. Oh dear, my friend, this will not do. If you can see yourself in this sorry scenario, I want you to know there is a way around this where you can get your needs met and feel really good about it. So let's talk. Hit it, Kim. Welcome to the Be A Brilliant Human podcast. You're in the right place if you're a growth-seeking being who acknowledges the challenges and delights of your humanity on the path to an ever more conscious life. If you want to feel inspired to love and accept yourself, to feel free to be and express you in all your brilliance, if you want to truly value yourself and others and feel energized and alive both at home and in the world, then sit back and take a breath as you explore and grow the brilliance of your beautiful human self with your host, the father of non-personal awareness and creator of the MPA process, Joel Young. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Be A Brilliant Human podcast with me, Joel Young. I am delighted that you are here. We are at episode number 79, which means, which you'll know if you're a regular, that to find the show notes for today, you just need to go to www.beabrilliantshuman.com slash 79. And that means that as of today, there's 78 previous episodes to delight and revel in. Uh, recently, I talked about um, a lady, Mary, who got in touch and she listened right from episode one all the way through and is now lets me know she's caught up. Hey, Mary, how are you doing? And um, so that's available to you. And if you want to find the show notes for any of the episodes, just go to, as ever, www.beabrimhuman.com slash the number of the episode and you can find the show notes there. Now, if you are brand new to the show, I am delighted that you found us. I hope you enjoy this episode. I wonder what brought you here. Let me know. You can let me know a number of ways. In fact, any of you out there listening to this podcast uh, can. I love it when you reach out. I love it when people email me, when they uh, hit me up on social media and let me know that they're listening to the show, what they're getting from it. And also, of course, if there's any particular topic that's on their mind, uh, or on your mind, really, I should say, that you'd like me to talk about. Let me know. This is a show where I love to answer questions. If you've got a question, chances are there are a lot of other people who have those questions too, and it's great inspiration for me. And I know that I'm giving you the content that you want to hear. So welcome if you're brand new, and if you're regular, you know I love that you're here and that I get to be in your ears every week. It is such a privilege. Um, so if you haven't subscribed yet, then hit the subscribe button wherever you are. Uh, it's pretty straightforward on YouTube. And then you can hit the subscribe button on all the various platforms that people listen to this stuff on. Um, yeah. So what's it all about today? Oh, yes. Before I go any further, again, if you're new, um, I need to mention MPA. I talk about MPA a lot on this show. Why? Because I'm mostly known as the creator of MPA. And MPA stands for Non-Personal Awareness. And most people meet it first of all, and that's how I recommend you meet it, through the MPA process. It's a simple six-line spoken word process, which initially is really about helping you to not take things so personally. 
But beyond that, the people that go forward and do the training and get really involved in MPA discover that it really is the resistance free approach. So in terms of your own life, it means you're not feeling like you're that knackered old frying pan you put an egg in it and it sticks and it's a bugger to clean um but it's more like one of those new teflon ones where you can sort of make your your fried egg and then slip out of the pan no problem and get the perfect egg uh that's a metaphor for life by the way <laughs> and the gift of mpa and the people that are already kind of practitioners or people oh noise in the background from the cat um people are already practitioners coaches therapists change workers of any kind and use it in their practice uh find that it is incredibly powerful not only in terms of the resistance free approach which means that their experience of working with clients becomes very resistant free but also that gets paid forward to their clients so whatever transformations and wonderful tools are using bringing in that sense of there being no resistance so you can pair together and navigate through all the transformations uh, using a lot less energy and feeling a lot more magical is a great thing which of course if clients love it which they do um, make some fantastic emissaries for your practice and on that topic um, I have been talking a little bit if you've been listening to the show about MPA mastery which is coming very very soon that's our practitioner training where I get to teach you the real in-depth mastery level MPA so you can use it in your practice, get certified by me and MPA Central. And it really, I was talking with someone today about it and and asked her what it is that she was really looking for in it. And she said, she said the word mastery really works because although she in particular had done a lot of MPA already with me in various forms, she recognized that that taking her practice to that next level where she was really powerful, especially with some of the, the resistance-free approaches that, that I talk about, was something that she knew she would value not only personally, but also would make a big difference to her practice. And in that way, actually, I have started to, even though I haven't announced all the details yet or made it publicly, I have already started enrollments for MPA Mastery. So if you're interested in that, well, first of all, you can go to uh, the mpaacademy.com and check out the details, get on the wait list for it. But if you're really keen and really curious, just get in touch with me and ask. We can have a conversation about it. If you're genuinely interested in coming along to Mastery, want to find out a bit more, um, then get in touch and we can set up a quick call, have a chat about it. And if it's right for you, then, as I say, some, the enrollment is kind of unofficially open. Of course, now I've spoken on the podcast. What can I do? <laughs> but you guys, I thought I'd let you know, you know, get you getting a scoop here. I hope you appreciate it. <laughs> all right. All right. So today. Yeah, today. I think it's a big, big topic today. Um, if you listen to the intro and you did recognize yourself in, you know, that scenario that I offered, it's so prevalent. I see it time and again with clients and a lot of the things that I do with clients that I have um, is help them to discover that they matter. But one of the things about that is we often have a push-pull kind of feeling when it comes to getting our needs met, which is what I was describing in the intro. So, you know, today I want to offer you kind of what well, I want to talk about, as I often do, about, you know, what we currently do, you know, the ways that we look at things and the trouble that gets us into and how it's often self-defeating. And then I want to offer you a way of thinking, a way of looking at it and, and, and even a way to broach these potentially tricky conversations that mean that you end up 
well first of all it's a way to get your needs met where you don't feel so selfish or bad uh, but it gets gets you into that state of of a win-win conversation um that those around you that that are important in terms of getting your needs met uh, will appreciate so let's do this let's have that conversation and let's get into it So I've just realized something. I realized I've talked about MPA, the process, but I haven't told you if you haven't come across before how to get hold of it. You can get hold of it for free. Did you know that? Um, you just have to go to the show notes for today or any of the days. In fact, there'll always be a link on the beatabrimhuman.com website um, and you can click that button. Just give me an email so I know where to send it and I will send you the MPA process sheet absolutely free. How cool is that? And I also forgot to mention that last week, uh, if you listened to last week's episode, I was talking about the Loggerheads to Love a Hearts five day challenge. I'm going to strongly recommend if you haven't already listened to that, listen to that or certainly go again to the website and click the link and check out the page. I highly recommend today. Again, we're kind of talking about relationship issues often it shows up or this thing today shows up in relationship scenarios um, and it's a fabulous way to support you which is why i put it out um, over five days you've got 20 minutes a day for five days worth putting it in if you've got a specific situation in your relational world whether that's with a partner with um, a parent a child a boss a sibling whatever that nature of that relationship is where there's kind of something you keep going around in circles the five-day challenge is going to be a wonderful way to help you to set that free get things moving again and bring you back to the relational harmony so again that will be there on the show notes or if you want to go direct you go to the mpaacademy.com slash loggerheads to lover hearts that's love loggerheads two is the is not the number two it's to i think i've got that clear all right so i filled in the gaps of what i went to say <laughs> so let's talk about this let's talk about get getting your needs met and feeling okay about it well this is very interesting i think the way that i look at this is one of the problems is the idea of selfishness now there's all sorts of arguments backwards and forwards about you know what's is it self-care is it self-love versus selfishness uh, I think the reality is, in spite of all those wonderful platitudes about it and those wonderful memes that you see about it, I think for a lot of people, even those that do a lot of personal development and self-work, there's there's it's much more messy than that. <laughs> and there's ways that the sort of sense of selfishness comes in in a way that limits ourselves. Um so what it does is it means that, you know, if you're going to ask for your needs to be met, there can be this shadow essence that sort of floods into you. That's why you feel bad, because there's some sponsoring idea or something that some way of thinking that is sort of so prevalent in our society that says it's somehow selfish to get your needs met. Now, you can you can talk to your blue in the face about that not being true or what is selfishness anyway or we're all ultimately selfish because we want to get something that works for us there's truth in all of that but i want to talk about the reality of the coal face of those situations i guess first of all we should we should but we should talk about where that comes from or what it does if if you've got that running in you somewhere and, and again if you recognize a scenario i, I laid out at the front of this show um, where the idea of getting your needs met if you're honest with yourself is is a scary thing and and you 
sort of always have that shadow of feeling guilty or bad if you do and certainly if you ask it creates a problem then there's some underlying ideas so that idea sort of coming from a sense of self first in a way um, it kind of puts you in a mindset where you're thinking in terms of limited resources so what do I mean by that well if you're thinking somehow on some level if I ask for my needs to be met I am taking away from somebody else or taking away from something therefore I'm hogging the resources there's an idea that there are limited resources that are available then it becomes that kind of uh, that scrabble for the resources. So we see that all over the world. That's why wars get fought. That's what the whole, you know, the, the politics of invasion for resources under some other guys. You know, it's 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 like it's just you know there's this idea that there's limited resources now i'm not saying there are necessarily infinite resources even though there's a very abundant mindset that could i could follow that train for a bit um but but what i'm saying is is if some of these things that we just want to ask for a bit of time for ourselves um it, it's like if you've got the idea that somehow that takes away from somebody else's ability to do or have something then you're already in that territory where it's going to start sparking off that sense of feeling bad or guilty another, another thing that that does is it moves you into that winners and losers mindset and i talked about that in a few other episodes um uh, i think i talked about it in 75 which is which self is my best self and and probably in 74 which is uh, the new relationship model where i talked about a, a different way of looking at it which we're going to get a little more into a little more into today um but that winners and losers mindset is one which already sets you up for failure because if you've got that gene that says that you want things to be fair and you want things to be good and you want things to be you know open hearted and mutually beneficial um, if subtly that winners or losers kind of mindset is there then again you're setting yourself up to already feel bad before you in quotes win <laughs> so we're going to scrap that whole winners and losers mindset um, another way that that can manifest is as balance sheets thinking in terms of balance sheets so you know well well I got this and then or, or um, so you should have this or you got more likely you got this you got to go off and have your playtime I want mine it, it is that whole balance sheet idea now again I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater here on the balance sheet and we'll get into a different way of looking at how that works um, but that but when we get into the very kind of um sort of literally comparative balance sheet that can be a recipe for either stagnation or again the battles over the balance sheet um and and what it means is is all of these things they mean that the, ultimately someone has to be the victim um and when someone's the victim even if you're the winner everyone everyone feels bad because our human hearts um it's not their nature to sort of victimize or 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 to be the victim of of situations but most of that sort of sense of being a victim is based on these um you know these very outdated in my opinion um ideas of of where selfishness comes from a sense of limited resources winners and losers and balance sheets so let me give you a kind of scenario that that, that might happen so there's this mum of four and and she needs some me time you know she's busy she's got life going on uh four kids uh maybe she she feels like God, she just needs just 30 minutes a day uninterrupted she gets a sense that if she just had 30 minutes a day whether it was doing meditation or even just reading a book or, or just snoozing um at some point in the day 
Um, but the kids, you know, they're very demanding for mummy's attention. And then there's dad. This is so mine. And dad's stressed from work already. Um, so mum feels bad and selfish, you know, um, for asking for those 30 minutes a day. You know, the things that go round ahead is, you know, like what if what if the kids feel unloved if I take myself off for 30 minutes a day or or what if hubby gets upset and you know uh, resentful or um, or if he resists you know and, and it all gets too much um, and again also um, <laughs> in the end this scenario ends up with her feeling resentful you know and empty because Probably those 30 minutes a day are going to do us some good and a lot of good. Um, and as long as she is afraid of the conversation or feels like she's taken away from the kids, taken away from hubby or whatever, all that kind of undeserving stuff that's going on inside of her. Um, in the meantime, her tanks are emptying and emptying and emptying. And if it always feels like a battle to get those 30 minutes, they, they kind of feel empty as well, because it's like that's not really a win, is it? It's not really a, a success because you might have those 30 minutes a day. But inside, there's that little thing on your shoulder going, oh, my God, I'm taking too long or the kids are missing me or whatever. The, whatever the story is, I'm not saying those are the specific stories you might have, but it's like there's a scenario that goes on. And ultimately, it means that the conversation doesn't happen. Um, you know, if it does, it probably goes badly. Because if you imagine it, if, if you go into a conversation asking for your needs to be met, but you already feel bad and guilty, what comes out of your mouth? Um, it, it comes out it comes out badly from the off. And then if it get meets resistance, there's two things that can happen. Either you just capitulate immediately. Yeah, oh, yeah, you no, know, yeah, of course, of course, of course. And then you just you you back down on yourself and um, you know, and end up feeling more deeply resentful underneath it. Uh, we talk a lot about that actually in terms of, of boundaries, holding your boundaries. Um, and in fact, Boundary Bootcamp is a great way. If there's something you recognize, check out Boundary Bootcamp. Again, there's a link on the site. Um, you know, it gives you a really good way to figure out A, what you need and B, how to hold the boundary. Um, but the other way it can show up you know, in that case is, you know, you go and you have the conversation feeling bad or guilty even before you go into the conversation. Uh, and maybe the other person, you know, has some resistance and says something which which kind of slaps at that shadow guilt or that shadow badness. Then you get defensive, maybe even lash out. And again, then you have that self-fulfilling prophecy of this being a battle that's probably not worth the fight. Um, and even if you win, you don't win anyway. It's like, oh my God, what a cycle. So what are we going to do about this, folks? What? How could you? How can you make this different? Maybe you should do a hundred years of therapy. <laughs> Dig into your childhood, figure out all those horrible beliefs, and well, that is a way to go. You know, you've got an option. It wouldn't take a hundred years. Uh, it certainly is an option. But what if there was a different way of looking at the whole thing that could frame the conversation in a way which would automatically set you up for success all round, that would automatically set you up for a situation where you're, before you start, feeling good and set out for a win-win scenario? Wouldn't that be awesome? Well, I'm going to tell you about that right away. Okay, so here's the big reveal. How do you get over all of that stuff? How do you transcend it? Well, here it is, systems thinking. <laughs> I love that phrase because everyone goes, systems thinking, that sounds like uh, uh, IT or uh, data analysis or 
some horrible thing that I'm not interested in. No, it's not. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about thinking in terms of systems. We are all part of a system. Wherever you draw a boundary around um, a unit of some kind, there are parts and there are systems. So, for example, our body is a system. You can think of it as a singular unit, our body, but there are you know, hearts and there are um, hearts. There's one heart, there's some lungs, there's different organs is what I'm trying to say. Uh, different systems, there's nervous systems, there's blood systems. All of them are working together in community. They are a system. And if one part of the system um, goes off kilter, then it affects the whole system. And that's the mindset that I want you to look at in terms of relationships. And again, this, you know, you can think in terms of personal relationships. So your relationship with your intimate other is a system where in order for the whole system to function at its best, um, each part of the system needs to be at optimum. And so it works best for the entire system when all parts of the system are at their best. This is a different way of thinking about things. It's not like uh, the heart and the lungs are competing for certain resources. No, they work out a way where each part of the system has what it needs in order for the whole system to flourish. So any relationship that you can have is a system where, where there are certain needs and things that need to happen. You can think in terms of you're part of that system. And if your needs aren't being met, then you are, in essence, compromising the system. So it's not selfish in a bad and guilty way to ask for your needs to be met. It's actually in service to the system. So a family is a system, you know, in that scenario, we had four kids, uh, a mum and a dad, and they're a whole system. So in benefit of the entire system, the whole family unit, um, to consider 30 minutes a day um, in order for the mum part of the system to function at optimum is going to benefit the whole system much, much more. And going into conversation where all parts are thinking of the system, not just exclusively themselves, but not ignoring themselves either, is a powerful way to go. You know, even business, businesses in a way are up, well, they are a system, but they tend to think more in those terms already. They think, you know, in terms of hiring, firing, you know, where, where the different uh, focuses go to each of the systems within a company, for example. Uh, they already think in those terms, but, but sometimes is... Um, you know, like me, I'm, I'm someone who's an entrepreneur, self-employed. So it's good for me to think of my business in terms of the system. Where are, you know, what does each part of that system need, which will benefit the whole? Um, and that's a different way of looking at things. So really what, what I'm asking you to, or where I'm asking you to start when it comes to having these conversations or even thinking about yourself in relation to all these things is what does the system need? Um, so again, going back to the, the scenario with the mum of four kids, she's asking, what does the system need? Well, if she's down, <laughs> you know, then, you know, it, it's like if she's down, then the system's down. You know, the system starts to break down. The kids get more antsy. The husband feels unloved. Um, you know, um, she's grouchy. Uh, you know, they get resentful. They end up having battles over it. Uh, you know, uh, in the end, she might even get ill because she's not taking care of herself. That doesn't help the system. And that overcomes that whole idea that she's being selfish by asking for 30 minutes a day, if that is the thing. So again, how you bring that to um, 
Well, let me actually let me give you some specific ways. I want to give you something tangible, actually. How might you look at that? Well, a couple of great questions to ask yourself if you're facing this kind of situation where you've got a conversation coming up or or you're thinking about needs that are unmet and 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 then not feeling OK about it to put it in distinct questions. Uh, one great question to ask yourself is how does not getting your needs met impair the system? To get really clear on, you know, what is what is the cost of you um, avoiding being selfish because you feel bad? It's like if, if you're not getting your needs met, how does it impair the whole system? In a way, this is very much a non-personal approach. This comes from the core of MPA, thinking about the system rather than exclusively ourselves. But the difference from that, the old thing of going, well, just think about others. You know, what are their needs? And I need to be in service and sacrifice myself. Oh, the nobility of sacrifice. You know, we're not talking about that here. We're talking about the system includes you, you know, so and yet you are part of the system. So how does not getting your needs met impair the system? And it's good to get really in touch with what's the cost. You know, what's the cost of you? You know, if if the system, what's the cost of the system? What's the cost to others of you not getting your needs met? So again, as I said, so if you're not getting your needs met, how does that impact the kids? They're part of the system, too. Um, it might even leak out to areas like work. You know, if you're not getting your needs met at home, um, that might impair how you function at work. Um, so it's good to get kind of a list of what, what the costs are um, and how your not getting any need to impair the system. Did I say that question enough? You got it in your brain. Um, and it's also then, you know, looking at the other side is always a good plan when this, with this kind of approach. So you could ask a question like, um, how does your needs, um, how does your needs being met strengthen the system? So how is it better for everybody if, if your needs are met? Um, and in that way, Again, you're going into these conversations um, and your language will follow um, that thought stream where you're talking about what's best for the entire family. So it isn't sort of coming from that sort of response of, I need this and you can all go to hell. I just need this, uh, which I'm sure you don't do, but it, it comes through in the energy. <laughs> um, so when you take it into conversation, you know, first of all, think in terms of the system. Um, and one of the interesting things about approaching it that way is that also requires you to be open to what other parts of the system need um, or in sometimes don't need. But the conversation is is more about that. So in that way, you can get into a genuine navigation or negotiation um, to the point where everyone can start looking at, yeah, we actually need to. This system is is a bit screwed. Um, we need to look at, yeah, so clearly you've identified that you need 30 minutes a day. Okay, well, I probably have needs that aren't met as well, says hubby. Uh, maybe the kids have needs they don't met. So let's have a conversation about what's going to serve the entire system. Um, and that is is a situation where you're already setting yourself up for a win-win. So whatever you come to, and it may simply be, oh my God, I didn't realize, honey. Yeah, sure, have those 30 minutes. Yeah, that would benefit me and the kids if you feel a lot less grouchy and you feel like your tank is full, then everyone feels better. That might be enough, but it might be that you can, um, you set it up where you go, wow, this conversation's really opened things up. Yeah, you need that. Yeah, okay, how can I support you in that? At the same time, I need this. So now we're talking about how all of us can get our needs met and the system absolutely thrives and blossom. And the other thing about this that I think is worth putting in is it's good if you go into a conversation like this 
um, is to go in, into it with a with an openness to trial and evolution. Rarely do we come up with a kind of nicely packaged, perfectly working for all of eternity <laughs> set of needs and patterns and how they do it. They can work sometimes, you know, but mostly it's rare. Most of the time, it's like having the conversation is a huge thing, starting to then go into a place of exploring, you know, what is okay let's try this did it work do we all feel good well we can tweak it here we can tweak it there then you're in a wonderful situation but if you can switch the entire mindset of these kind of conversations to a system focused approach what benefits the system and the family is a really good example what benefits the family what benefits this relationship and again it's like if you're in a relationship and you have kids you have the family system and you have the relationship system and people often miss that i find is is that you know that this the the, the relationship the intimate relationship may have a distinct set of needs to function wholly in order to serve the family so these are all things that you can address and approach but what i found is when people really embrace this and they go into conversations in this way you know, and if the other party doesn't listen to this podcast, A, send them to the podcast. <laughs> or B, just talk about the idea of looking at things in this way. And then that will help bring you into the conversation. You know, discuss with them. Have you ever thought about looking at this way? We keep fighting over you need this, I need that. What if we just get over ourselves and think about what the system needs? And then maybe we can have, um, you know, a more healthy conversation. <laughs> All right, all right, there we are. That's my big idea of the day. I hope it's blown your mind. I hope it's given you a window into new possibilities. If you've been living in a state where it's you feel it's very difficult to get your needs met and then you feel guilty, try this on, give it a go, try those questions. Uh, if you want to see them, I will write them down in the show notes. Uh, as ever, you can go to those at www.beabrillianthuman.com slash 79 for today's episode. Have a look at those show notes. I'll also list the other episodes that I have mentioned today. Um, I'll have to listen back to see which numbers I put down as I do. Um, but I'll link to those episodes as well as you want to go a bit deeper in some of these topics. Uh, I want to thank you so much for being here as ever. If you like this show, tell someone about it. There's no better way than... Um, telling other people about the show it spreads the word and gives them the opportunity to have their perspective or listen to this i did mention you can get in touch on social media i don't think i mentioned where to do that it's one of those days today um so mostly i'm at joel young mpa across social media so that's true for twitter it's true for instagram um on facebook you can find the mpa page just go to mpa rocks um, and you can also uh, hit me up on Messenger on Facebook as well is another way to do it. Or you can email me, joel at nonpersonalawareness.com. Get in touch just like many of you do. Let me know um, you're enjoying the show. It's always great to do that. It makes my day just to hear that you know, you're listening, enjoying it, getting something out of it. Uh, even if it's little or if it's huge, I, I have both, you know, little things people I just really enjoy makes me think or they say, I changed my life. Uh, I love it all. So do send that through. And if you're on a podcast platform that allows you to do reviews, you'd be doing me a huge favor if you left me a wonderful review or at least an honest review. <laughs> Any review, just give me a review. I need to met on reviews. <laughs> it works better for the system when there are reviews. <laughs> uh i'm just in that mood today aren't i <laughs> 
Yeah, a review would be lovely. Uh, five stars is fantastic. All right, I think I've waited on enough for today. Thanks so much for listening. I look forward. I will see you next week on when will be at episode number 80. Blimey O'Reilly. Who'd have thunk I'd have got to episode 80 when I started this little idea of a podcast? Brilliant. Fantastic. Have a brilliant week. Um, and I'll send you a big hug. And I will see you next time, which all that remains then is to cue the moon. Mm-hmm.